0: You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Uh, What we're gonna talk about today, now that we're all streaming and running live in all the places, is resetting your metabolism. So I call this Metabolism Reset 101. Now, we're going to talk about all about how to fix your damaged or slow metabolism with a metabolism reset. I know that metabolism reset is not something that is completely new to a lot of you guys. I'm looking back and forth just because I have my notes from some of the questions that you guys on Facebook asked. um, And I just have multiple cameras on me right now. So in case you see me looking around, I'm not being shifty with you. I am still here. So we're talking about how to fix that slower damage metabolism and the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is like i said i know that's this is kind of the time of year for those of you guys who do know about metabolism reset that you're actually considering it um those of you guys who are in climates like the United States where it's starting to get a little bit cooler. It's a little bit easier to start contemplating I'm doing a metabolism reset. And for those of you guys who are in warmer climates, it's probably, you know, the opposite for you. This is when things are starting to warm up for you. So maybe you can tune back into this in June if you're over in like Australia or somewhere where you're like, you're right, this is not good timing for me. So basically if like most people, if you're completely new to eat more to weight less, most people diet, or lower their calories to lose weight. So in a nutshell, that's what we're typically facing is the fact that most people will spend their 20s and 30s dieting, lowering their calories, increasing their activity. So like kind of doing one or the other, eating less, moving more, or trying to do some combination of both of them um, in order to lose weight. And what happens is that this eating less, moving more thing kind of works until it doesn't so like i said a lot of times what happens is the 20s the 30s those are kind of spent dieting it still seems like it works and then what happens is that that turns into somebody in their 40s 50s and beyond suddenly wondering why things got so hard like when did weight loss get so hard all of a sudden Uh, why is it suddenly so hard to lose this weight or maybe um, you never had problems, but suddenly something happens like around that like 40ish age mark and then it kind of progresses from then. So we kind of spun the twenties and thirties oblivious, even though we know, like I would give the oblivious to the twenties <laughs> In the thirties, you kind of know, but you're still in denial in your forties. You're kind of facing reality about what's actually happening. So um, essentially because of the fact that you are still young and the diets aren't happening as often, it seems like it's working. It works. I'm not not gonna say it doesn't work, but it's working. (laughs) I'll just put it in air quotes. And as long as you continue to stay young and do them infrequently, it will continue to work. The problem with that is that we don't stay young. We begin to age, right? Like we, every year there's a new birthday and we have to deal with the repercussions of that. As far as metabolically and because of the fact that the older we get like it starts getting faster to that we gain the weight faster so we start going on diets more frequently and so the older you get the more diets you go on the less the diets work so then what we do is we still eat even less we eat less and less and start moving more and more like really trying to solve this problem so that's why i said that. 30s a lot of times are that denial stage. For some of us, that's the 40s. Um, if you were able to kind of like skate through and not really start dieting until you were 30. So, what happens is that you either start figuring out these ways to trick the system. And I know I got my thing beeping over here, so I'm gonna plug this in so it doesn't keep yelling at me the entire time. Um, but you start figuring out ways to trick the system, and Tricking the system usually happens by some way of choosing a new diet, choosing a new style of eating. So whether it is like removing a food group, so maybe you stop eating something specific um, and then it leads to weight loss. And so you don't realize that that's still another diet, Uh, whether it is keto, intermittent fasting. um, What else? I know I bring those two up a lot. <laughs> she and I see. he you said you're in the denial stage now. So yeah, so we start coming up with all these different things because essentially that's what happens is like we're we're smart women, right? So we're like, hey, this was working before now suddenly it's not working. Like something needs to give. So we start doing our research and our research starts leading to those things. Our research starts leading to um these new discoveries of maybe I should stop eating this or start eating this or do this, this, and that, right? And Because of that, we either continue to trick the system and eat less and less and less and less and less to make it work. Or we move into this zone of feeling completely hopeless. Like, and we just want to give up because we hate where we are. But we also, like, have no idea how to fix it. Like, we have no idea how to actually, like, change it because at this point now we've just been doing it for so long that it just doesn't even matter anymore. So it's kind of this catch 22 that we end up experiencing because of the fact that we've been doing it for so long that we have this kind of sunk cost bias into dieting at that point. So that's why I say we can kind of spend those twenties, thirties, maybe forties in that denial stage. And then by the time we're 50 or 60, we suddenly realize that half of our life has been spent like in this whole like battle of the bulge thing, right? Like half of our lives. And that's why it starts feeling like, okay, like it's so overwhelming. It's impossible because no matter how little I eat or how much I work out, it doesn't matter. Nothing's working. My body just keeps changing. I keep getting softer. Like I just, I'm tired of dieting. I want to enjoy my life, but I also hate the fact that I've spent so much of my life focused on this thing and I don't have a result yet. Like that is kind of this catch-22 that we find ourselves in as we start aging and the goal just has continued to elude us over time. So that is why we're having this conversation right now because the metabolism reset is how we go about fixing it. The thing is, is that there's just so much stuff in here that we either don't fully attack the metabolism reset we think about it try it dabble in it step aside come back to it like then we start going down a whole nother rabbit hole with that because of the fact like i said we have this sunk cost bias in dieting like it was so good to us until it wasn't but you just remember the good old days it's like an abusive relationship that you just like can't walk away from but you know it's so bad for you so when we're talking about the metabolism reset, like there is, there's multiple stages to this process. So like all of the things that I was mentioning, like there are multiple pieces to it. So I'm putting this little graphic up on the screen. Maybe it's on this side. I never know how this works. Again, if you're on Facebook, all of my graphics are on YouTube. So if you want to come over there and join us, great. If not, you're just going to see me waving my hands and pointing at stuff on here. And it's probably not going to make much sense to you because, um, Facebook is tripping to me. So when you're looking at this diagram, whichever side that it's on, this shows that there are three different phases to making this work. So there is the rewire, there's the rebuild, and there's the reset. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the other two stages today. That is part of the diet rebel method, which is a whole program where I discuss those things. But I'm going to talk today about my favorite one, which is this reset. Actually, the rewire is probably my favorite favorite, but reset is so good because of the fact that this stage alone will be enough to give you massive transformation if you really nail it. So just so that you know that like this all plays into a bigger picture, but we're just talking about that little, that reset part of this little diagram. So sorry again, Facebook, if you can't see the diagram, I'll put that back on the screen a little bit in a second, but I just want to make sure that we understand that like, there is a bigger picture to it because like I just said, there's all that other stuff that's happening, right. That's going on in our head. So those parts of it are still really critical. Um, So let's start, right. Let's, let's talk about this. So let me see if I can get some other on the screen. So we just kind of talked a little bit about what the metabolism reset is. And like I said, the biggest mistakes that we see is people not even knowing that the stage exists or kind of sort of denying it. (laughs) Like my girl Gina was talking about like being in denial. And so one of the biggest mistakes that we see if you don't actually acknowledge the metabolism reset as a phase period, then that's how you get stuck in that like lowering calories, adding more cardio, you know, trying to make it work type thing. So you're doing more and more of the exact same behaviors that got you into this predicament, instead of shifting and doing the things that would actually get you out of it. So understanding that regardless of how you think about the metabolism reset, like love it or hate it, The point is that your metabolism are doing these things like what we're talking about in the reset regardless of whether or not you choose to reset so what i mean by that is the fact that like your metabolism is always going to move up or down to meet the needs of whatever you're giving it so even if you choose not to do a metabolism reset which a lot of people either choose to not look at it they just want to like eat more and weigh less which obviously that's what we're all here for right but when you just continue lowering your calories, you're also lowering your metabolism. If you just continue adding more activity to try to solve it, like if you just keep going at it from the like decreased calories, increase activity standpoint, you're just actually staying in that cycle for longer. You are creating a bigger and bigger deficit. So that's the reason why, like I said, because we're smart and we go and we do this research and we're like, oh, maybe if I try that thing or remove that thing. That's what can keep us on the hamster wheel throughout our, th- that's what can keep us in that thirties denial stage. And I keep saying thirties, but like I said, I know like, cause a lot of my clients, like my clients that I am like head over heels in love with are like fifties and sixties for this reason, because of the fact that like, we, like real talk, they've been through these stages. So they understand, but the reason we can get through those denial time periods for so long is because As long as we can keep making those little tweaks, it keeps working. So eventually we plateau, but if we can figure out one more thing to remove or one more way to make that deficit go a little bit bigger. So whether it's adding extra cardio, doing two a days, making our workouts longer, more challenging, all of these little things that keep us on the hamster wheel chasing um, this bigger deficit. We may not realize that we're chasing the bigger deficit, but that's what we're doing is just trying to like, how do we make this thing bigger? So <laughs> Gina says she's in the forties denial stage. So that's okay. It's okay, Gina. Like we've all we've all been there. It's, that's why I'm including it because I know my forties is the new 30, right? So we can just look at it like that. <laughs> so eventually if you're doing that, if you're lowering calories, adding more cardio, creating a bigger deficit, like removing carbs, removing Dairy, wheat, gluten, not for allergy purposes, but for the fact that like it's something that like, oh, when I did this, I lost weight, becoming vegan or vegetarian, like all of those things that, like I said, in and of themselves aren't necessarily good or bad things. It's just about if you're doing them to lose weight and they work. Now you have reduced the amount that you eat by even more, or you've increased the amount that you are working out even more. And when you're doing that, you are also lowering your metabolism even more. So Eventually, you are going to hit that rock bottom plateau because of the fact that like there's so many things going on in your body other than just whether or not you're gaining and losing weight. So your body needs calories for other things, too. Like a lot of times we just think about calories about if we're like losing weight, gaining weight. But our calories have to do with so many other things. It's what our brain and body and organs and bone mass and all of these use to function with. So when we are lowering these things and depleting ourselves and creating this bigger deficit for the sake of weight loss, eventually your body has to be like, look, 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 look. I'm taking over from here. It's my job to keep you alive. We're just going to do what it takes to keep you alive. So now it's going to start storing the fat that you're trying to get rid of. And. It's going to start trying to actually like save some of these processes. It's going to get rid of your muscle. It's going to store the fat. And then like, God forbid, you actually start eating again. Your body is going to go to work immediately trying to rebuild all of the things that it lost, including bone mass, muscle mass, organ mass, brain tissue, all of the things that were starting to shut down during that time period. So when we don't even acknowledge what the metabolism reset is before even looking at whether or not you need it or all those things. like We don't recognize that your body is always trying to reset anyways. Your body was just made so magnificently that it's always trying to do that. So the second that you eat less, that's why it's conserving. It's conserving energy, it's making you more tired or fatigued, or you know what I mean? It's slowing down what your body processes are doing to try to process the food, because it's adapting to that. And the same thing, when you start eating more, your body's trying to like, all right, let me get to work and rebuild all the things. So. If you don't acknowledge that your body is doing it anyways, like your metabolism is always trying to reset and down regulate and reset and down regulate and reset. So it's doing this every time you go on a diet and go off the diet, your body is naturally trying to reset every time you have a baby and then go back to normal afterwards. Your body is trying to reset after baby. So all that stuff is already happening. So when we look at the metabolism reset as something that your body is already naturally doing versus just this like random phase that this kiki chick from EM2WL presented to me, then we can actually like start asking the bigger questions about whether or not um this is something that we need to do. Because it's not really about whether you need to do it's whether you're gonna be an active participant in it or not. Because your body is going to do what it needs to do regardless. And it's just going to do it based on the level of what you are presenting to it. So when we're talking about that Remember, your metabolism is always going to move up or down to meet the needs, whether like outside of a metabolism reset. So let's just pretend like the metabolism reset doesn't exist. That is what your metabolism is doing. It's always anabolic or catabolic, building up or tearing down. That's all it can do. There's only those two phases and it's happening whether you acknowledge them or participate in them or not. Um, So when we're talking about the metabolism reset, essentially what we want to recognize is that we're trying to figure out how much participation we're going to have in the process. So an example that I usually like to give that's outside of an actual, like of the metabolism reset is thinking about it like your hair. Like if you were trying to grow your hair out and you heard that like, okay, if you get your hair trimmed, it grows faster or whatever. Right. So like, yes, you have this camp of people who like never, ever touch their hair and their hair is like down to the floor, but you read, okay, like in order to have like healthy hair, because maybe you like discover that you have like all these split ends. And so you go and you get the split ends cut off. You acknowledge the fact that, okay, this is where I am. And now I want to grow my hair out nice and healthy and I'm going to get it trimmed every whatever you told to get it trimmed like a quarter inch a month or something. Right. And so now because you hear this, you think more is better. So you start going and getting it trimmed like half an inch, an inch. And like, it's like nothing's actually happening. So when you are trying to reset, it's like that. It's like, you just want to do this little bit. But when you are somebody who's constantly like looking at what's happening and then going back and doing something else and then starting again, like you're not actually giving your metabolism the time to do what it's supposed to do. You're ending it too soon. You're starting and stopping, you're cutting off way too much, like you're not giving it what it needs to actually grow. So you want to have that time period where it can actually grow. So when we recognize that the metabolism is resetting, upregulating and downregulating all the time, whether or not we even care about it or think about it, it's already doing it. Then we can step into the question of, do I need one? Do I need a metabolism reset? And again, because we're looking at the metabolism reset as something that happens, whether I'm doing it or not, I would change up this question a little bit. Instead of saying, like, do I need one? It's do I need to be more intentional about what my metabolism is already doing with or without me? When you decide to step into the intentionality of it, when you decide that I want my metabolism to work the way that it's supposed to, you become an active participant. So should I participate in the reset that my metabolism is already doing is the bigger question. So I recently sent out an email. I know you guys are on the email list where I sent you guys a video that I did, I don't know, years ago with one of my, uh, my group inside of the immortal Weightless Workout Vault, where we talked about the five ways that people kind of screw up their metabolism reset. And we talked about like skewing the numbers, like trying to speed it up, going too fast, being so stuck on what the scale is saying, being scared of it or just skipping it all So that's really what we're saying here. When we're talking about like skipping it, like do I continue to pretend like this isn't happening or do I acknowledge that it's happening and step into making sure that it's happening in the most maximized Place possible? Like, can I maximize this process? Can I participate in it and make sure that it's as streamlined and effective as possible? The reason why this is important is because if you don't maximize it and it's something that your body is doing anyway. So like we talked about the fact that like, it's always building or tearing down, right? So it's either tearing down muscle or fat or building muscle or fat. It's always doing those things. So if you choose to participate in it, now you are saying like, okay, I know you're gonna be building, like if I'm eating more food, I know you're going to try to build something. I want to make sure that what you are building is beneficial to my goals. So if my goal is fat loss, if my goal is muscle maintenance, if my goal requires muscle, and I know that when I increase my calories, you will, body, want to build something, I want to be an active participant in telling you what to build because if you are not, then it will build fat. Your body, unless told otherwise, prefers fat, especially the female body. Fat is more critical to our survival than to the male species. It is more critical to our survival. It's how we birth children. It's how we keep children alive. Our fat is what keeps us alive if there's some type of famine. So your body is always going to, in the case of feast or famine, in the case of it not having what it needs, it will get rid of muscle first and foremost. So being an active participant is saying, hey, if you're gonna get rid of something, I want it to be fat. And then it's doing the behaviors that make sure that that happens. So in the case of the reset, you are doing this increase because you wanna increase your calories in order for your metabolism to upregulate again. You wanna say like, hey, I know that I kept eating less and less and less and less and less And so you cranked all the way down to meet that need, but I'm gonna start eating more and more and more and more and more because I want you to get faster. But when you get faster, when I give you more food, I want you to know what to do with it. Don't just add more fat to me because of the fact that like I get it. I'm I'm okay with fat. I know that all bodies need some fat, but I want you to add something that's actually gonna help me to lose more fat later. And that's where your muscle mass and stuff comes in. So. When you're looking at whether or not you need a metabolism reset, I would ask yourself some of the questions based on some of the things that I've been talking about today. So when I'm talking about like being in your 40s and 30s and all those things, the reason why I'm pointing out those ages is because at 25-ish is when that slippery slope starts happening. That's when your body has peaked out, build a max amount of muscle mass that it's going to build on its own naturally. So you've reached peak anabolism of your building stages. And from then on, you start becoming more and more catabolic from the ripe old age of 25 onwards. So if you're trying to figure out if you need a metabolism reset, a lot of times people are only saying like, oh, well, I never really under ate that much, so I don't really need one. In reality, that's only part of the equation. It's not just about if you under ate before. It's about like if you are under the age of 25 and you never dieted, you probably don't need one. So we'll just put that out there. Um, I'm sure not a lot of under the age of 25 people are watching this. So then we move into the next category of, okay, are you somebody who never dieted, but you're over the age of 25? Now you start moving into that need territory. Again, need, I'm putting it in air quotes because of the fact that it's it's happening regardless. So it's about now, how active do you need to be in the process? Most of the time, like I said, from about 25 to 35 to 45-ish, most of us are not actively participating in it. We're not taking part in the reset that's already trying to happen. So if you're over 25, But you've never dieted. So you have the never dieting thing on your side. So now you haven't been like under eating, under eating, under eating, lowering your metabolism that way, but you're over 25. So you still have the muscle decline that's been happening. And as your muscle declines, so does your metabolism. So remember, being over 25 and dieting are two separate things that both play in to this puzzle. So you want to look at both of them how much over the age of 25 are you? How many diets have you been on? And then just to add, you know, another little wrench in the plan, have you had babies? If you have had babies, that is yet another tick in the box of not only whether you need a root reset, because again, like we're all participating in this, but it's about how long. How much longer is your process going to be or how much more intentional do you need to be? How much more participation does your body need from you in this process? Those are the three things, the major things that I would say to consider is, are you over the age of 25? Have you been pregnant and carried a child to birth, like actually bore a human being that was built using your muscles because that is what your body uses in order to create human life? And- have you over dieted? So like I said, a lot of times when we come into the program, that's all we're thinking about is we're just like, well, I'm not really one of those dieters. Do you check any of the other boxes? If no, then no, you probably don't need like just have fun letting whatever works works for you and then come back to this information when you're 30, 40, 50 or 60. It's fine. Whenever you come back, just know that those are the little tidbits that are going to affect how much you need to like actually be intentional with your moves. And remember that the older you get and the more babies that you have after you know this information and the more diets that you go on while you're avoiding this information, all of those things are still adding to this equation. So that means that whenever you do step into that stage of like, okay, I'm going to actually acknowledge what's been happening with my metabolism. Those things have to be taken into account. So if you found this information when you were 30 when you had no kids and you don't act on this information until you're 45 and you've had three kids, now that has to be taken into the equation. If you also chose to diet after each pregnancy or something like that, that also has to be taken into consideration. So those are the things that are going to affect how much you eat and all those things. So like I know that like that's a big thing is trying to figure out like, how long my reset is and all of that, those are the factors that are going to play in it because your pregnancy and aging causes muscle loss in addition to undereating and over exercising. So that brings us to the next question is how much should I eat? So now that's also a big part of it too. It's like, okay, this is cool. Um, <laughs> how much should I eat? If I am even considering doing this, um, how should this work for me? Uh, again, you guys over, I'm checking to make sure that you guys didn't like have any comments. You guys that are on Facebook, if you're watching from Facebook, I put the link to YouTube in here because I'm kind of like watching the YouTube comments on this. If you are watching from Facebook, that's still fine. But when I'm talking about like words on the screen and I'm pointing at stuff, that's not going to be here. It's going to be over on YouTube. So just, just an FYI there. Um, okay. Back to our regularly scheduled streaming over on YouTube. Okay. So right now on the screen, Facebook, for those of you guys who can't see it, it says, how much should I eat? (laughs) So that's the the next thing. And another uh, version of that question is how do I find my true TDEE? So if you are familiar with to Weigh Less, we talk about your TDEE, which is basically your maintenance. Like how do I find my true maintenance level calories? What how much do I actually eat? And when people don't know this, typically what happens is they end up just picking numbers based on old diets, based on my fitness pal, based on what feels good, um, or like what feels right, or like this is just enough, that's too much. They're kind of like intuitive eating through it. And because they're not like actually like believing what they should eat based on like, if you go to the E-more or weigh Less website, we have a calculator on there. That's like, you just punch in your stats and it's like, here's how much you eat. If you are somebody who has like an Apple watch or Fitbit or something like that, like typically it's going to tell you this is how many calories you burned today. So it's not for lack of not having numbers. It's just for <laughs> typically it's just, we don't believe those numbers. We're like, mm, I don't know, maybe that number's not right. So sometimes we're just kind of like, looking for a number that sounds more acceptable to us. And what happens is that, and I mentioned this in the video that I sent out in the email, a lot of times people end up resetting to a lower number. So remember the whole point of the metabolism reset is that you like have this where your metabolism is when you're whatever, 25, then you go on diets and because of the fact that you like ate less for a little bit of a while, you know, it kind of it shrunk a little bit. But if the diet was quick, then you just bounced back up and it didn't really nothing happen. If you were somebody who actually stayed on the diet for a long time, your metabolism lowered a little bit, but it went back up because your metabolism reset. Then you got older. You got older so metabolism is going down but also because you're getting older you're gaining back this weight so the metabolism going down you're going on these diets like basically over time your metabolism calories what you're eating is going down so your metabolism goes down to meet it now when we're looking at okay we want to reverse that the point is okay so you have to start eating more so you want to like start taking it up again right so that's why that part is so uncomfortable (laughs) so you're like okay sounds cool i'm going to start eating more But we still want a comfortable number because there's still all the mindset stuff there. So that's like the thing we talked about earlier, which I don't, you guys on Facebook can't see this, but Toya just says save this video if you don't act now or early because you will need this wisdom when you get up in age with her hand raised. So I'm right there with you, Toya. Like, I cannot tell you how many people, how many clients, how many people that would love to be clients or that have been clients that leave and come back feel the same way so either it's them feeling like why did I not know this one <laughs> like you know I get some people that are like oh my gosh they're 60 they're like where were you when I was 30 and I'm like what well, would you have listened <laughs> would you have listened at 30 that's really what matters because if not then it doesn't matter because for a lot of people they found me 10 years ago or so and then they come back and they're like oh my gosh I wish I had have just like actually heard this information 10 years ago and it's fine you get it when you get it. You know, the point is that once you get it, as long as you start acting on it, like all of this stuff is fixable and reversible. So that's the reason why I'm like harping on it during a time of year where it's a little bit easier to swallow. You know, the holidays are coming up and stuff. So people aren't as resistant to me telling them to eat a little bit more. But when we're talking about this, like how much do I eat? Like I said, we get really scared of the numbers that come back to us. So if you have all of these methods telling you how much to eat the bigger question is why isn't that sufficient why isn't what the calculator said or what your fitbit said or if you even go into a, whatever my fitness pal and set it at maintenance or something like that like if you run the calculations because calculations and ways for finding how much to eat about so like i said the Question that we're actually asking is, like, how do I get comfortable with that number, or is it okay for me to eat a slightly lower number? And, like I said, eating a resetting to a lower number is something that a lot of people experience, um, because of the fact that they were scared. So, you hear about people saying, like, oh, I had to do three resets, and it's like, why in the world did you have to do three resets? That's why, because. It got really scary the first time and you like duck, run for cover, like head to the nearest diet, right? And then you come back in, you're like, okay, I got this. And then you do it again or you do it and you like commit to doing it for like a long period of time, but you commit to doing it to a number that is like acceptable to you in your head. And again, like I said, I went into more detail on that in that video. So if you guys haven't watched that, go into your email and click that and watch that. Or I'll link it here later if I remember, <laughs> figure out how, but when you do that, when you keep finagling the numbers, it makes things take longer. So all of these things are things that make the journey actually take longer. So when you reset to a low number and then realize a year later that like, oh, dang, that was way too low, then guess what? Like Now you got to go back and reset to the right number. So when you're trying to figure out how much you should eat, Here's the way that I suggest starting with it. Because like I said, for most people, the number that you're going to get, if you've been under eating for a long time, like for dieters, the number that the calculator is going to give you is going to be outrageous. If you've been eating like 1200, 1500 calories or something like that, or maybe you haven't even really been paying attention to it, maybe you've been doing Weight Watchers or something. And when you go to punch those numbers in on my Fitness Pal, or you punch in your food and it's still not at the calorie level, like that's a whole like, feels like a full-time job trying to get in all your calories. So what I would say to do first, when you're first coming into this, or maybe you're like trying to get a fresh start and you're like, okay, I really want to do this. The numbers are a little scary. I'm not sure. What I would do first is to see how much have you been eating? Because that matters too. So the re- there's a reason why what your Fitbit is telling you, what your Apple Watch is telling you, what the calculator is telling you, what all these different, you know, contraptions Are telling you that your maintenance calories is the reason is because if you have been on that under eating cycle for so long, guess what? That is too much calories. That is the entire point of the metabolism reset. So first and foremost, like I want to acknowledge that like you're not wrong when you're like that is way too many calories. I cannot eat that much. That is too much calories for me. Like you are 100% right because your metabolism has set to that low number. So the high number is too much so that is the gap that you're trying to figure out so what you want to do first is figure out okay how many calories am i maintaining on now like what does it take for me right now to maintain this weight even if it's not a weight that you like like what do i eat every day to maintain this so first tally that up and see and whatever that number comes to we're not having shame around it or anything we're just looking at it so whether that is 900 calories, 1,200 calories, 2,500 calories, whatever it is, you want to see first, like, what are you currently eating? To maintain, not to gain. Like, what does it take to keep your weight exactly what it is right now? Whatever that number is, even if it's crazy, stupid low, even if it's 700 calories and you're like, if I eat 800, I gain. So 700 is like where I maintain at. Like, as much as that sucks, that means that 700 calories is your maintenance. Like, that is the sucky reality. That is also the reason for the metabolism reset. So, I think sometimes that's where we get a little confused is because we're like, I don't get it. Because, like, your calculator told me to eat 2,800 calories, but I'm already gaining on 1,300 calories. There's no way that 2,800 calories, like that's gotta be too much. You're right. If you're maintaining on 1,300, 2,800 is too much. But that is the point of what you're supposed to be seeing is that this is what I'm eating. This is where I should be eating. The goal of the metabolism reset is to fill this gap. That is the reason why you hear a lot about You know, we have, like, within the community, these, like, terms where we talk about, like, ripping the Band-Aid or, like, the slow and steady approach. That is the reason why I am always 100% a proponent of not ripping the Band-Aid. Now, I get it. Personality types sometimes are, like, whatever. I'm just going to get there if I get there. If I gain weight, don't care. Like, I just... I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat all the food. Let's get this party started. Great. If that is you and you're willing to accept all the things that come along with it, rip the band-aid. But a lot of times we're ripping the band-aid because we want to rush the process. We're like, well, if I inch my calories up, like what if it takes me six months before I even get to that number? Then my reset doesn't even start until I get to that number that is crazy. I don't want to wait six months before I can start losing weight again. So a lot of times like we have to think about like why we're ripping the band-aid and why we're so concerned about that number. Like a lot of times we're so overly concerned about the number and where we're going to land in the end that we're not even starting. If you're taking the slow and steady approach, it doesn't like that number doesn't even matter yet. Right now the point is you're not eating enough. So you want to slowly increase it and you want to do it slowly in order to avoid that shock to the system that comes from ripping the band-aid when you hear the horror stories of the person that's like oh my gosh i did a reset i gained 80 pounds they are probably a band-aid ripper like i can (laughs) almost like 99.9 guarantee you that they ripped the band-aid in some way even if they didn't rip it all the way up to the right number maybe they just went from 1200 to 1600 they ripped maybe they went from 1200 to 2200 they ripped. like the point is they jumped and then that weight gain scared the crap out of them and either they were the person that's just like i don't care i'm sticking it out i'm doing this reset and they just dealt with it anyways and if they're that if they're okay with that then that's fine they're the ones that are like yep i did it you know i gained like 30 pounds it was whatever but if you're not that person then you need to understand the slow and steady method and the reason for it you are slowly increasing because you have to remember that the whole reason your metabolism went down is because over time, you ate less and less. Over time, your metabolism slowed down. You cannot expect to undo 20 years worth of dieting, aging kids in like a six-week reset. It doesn't happen that way. So it's definitely less about like, what is this ultimate number? Because right, like in the beginning, just pick one, just pick a number, right? And be like, all right, that's that's what I'm gonna aim for. You know, so you just get the estimation. This is what I should be eating for my So you can either do the calculator or slap on some kind of fitness device and whatever it's telling you, boom, that's your number. And that's what you're gonna work towards. So then you just, you're inching slowly. So you're not so focused on that number. You just know that it's there and that you're not there yet. And that is what the reset is. The reset is the getting there part. So when you're trying to figure that out, like I said, use that number first and foremost to give you the mindset shift that I'm not eating as much as I should be. That is why my body is not responding to the deficit, because that's the part two that we're not getting. There's a reason why if you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you were able to lose weight eating 1500 calories. And now you have to eat 1200 calories. The reason for that is because maybe 10, 20 years ago, your metabolism was at 2000 or 2200 calories. So going from 22 to 15, that was an actual deficit. But once your body adapted to 15, that's not a deficit anymore. The only way to create one was to lower it again. So that lowering was happening over time. Allow your increase to happen over time. The reason for that is because of all of the other pieces to that puzzle, like I showed you earlier. So like, because there's so much other things going on, if you're not giving those things enough time because of the fact that you're just worried about like, is my reset over, is my reset over, is my reset over, then you haven't done all of the work to actually get there. So with that being said, that is my actual fourth point fourth, fifth. I don't know. I didn't even really count that I'm bringing on <laughs> today. And that is when is my reset over? So once again, if you're on Facebook, you don't see these words right here, but that's what they say is when is my reset over? Um, you can always join us over on YouTube. If you want to see the words, if not just listen to the words, because I'm telling them to you. So when we're trying to figure out, so like now we know the gist of it, right? Here's what a metabolism reset is. Here's whether or not I need one. I'm acknowledging the fact that like my body's trying to reset whether I allow it to or not. Like it's just already doing its thing. Um, I understand, like, when I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to eat, I'm going to pick a number to start with and start slowly inching up and working towards there and giving my body the time and space that it needs to do this increase for my metabolism to keep increasing to meet this new need of food that I'm giving it. So then, when you want to talk about, like, okay, so. I started, I'm inching my calories up, when's it over? (laughs) This ties into what we were just talking about. When you are not resetting mentally, so again, I'm gonna put this little thing up on the screen. I believe it's over here, might be over here. If you're on Facebook, it's nowhere, but it says rewire, reset, rebuild. Those are the three pieces to this puzzle. So if you don't have enough time, for the rewiring and the rebuilding, which is your mindset, which is your muscle mass, then just because you do a six-week reset doesn't mean that your body's going to do what you want it to do immediately after. So that's why it's important to at least know that those other pieces of the puzzle exist, even if you're not doing them. Because like I said, we're only focused on the reset right now because it in and of itself is like such a critical piece to this puzzle. But when you don't reset mentally and you just move into cut just because you want to, you know, you're not rebuilding any muscle mass because you're like, don't care about muscle. I just want to lose weight or whatever. Like when you're not doing these other parts, then typically that means that your reset isn't over yet. Now, how most people find this out is they go to cut too soon and it doesn't work. Or because of the fact that they didn't rebuild any muscle mass because remember, like we said, the reset is separate, the reset is its own thing. You can choose to rebuild muscle mass or you can choose not to rebuild muscle mass. You can choose to eat more or you can choose to eat less. Like these things are just your choices in everyday life. This is what your body is doing, whether you care or not. So if you participate in the reset and you're rebuilding muscle and you're slowly inching your calories up and you're telling your body, like, hey, I want my metabolism to start increasing. So I'm giving it more calories, like work harder because I'm giving you more. And you're saying like, I understand that when I'm giving you more, like that increase is going to be seen as extra. So because you only have two phases, building up or tearing down, you're going to want to build because I'm giving you building materials. So now I'm going to do things in my workout realm that tell you what to build. Because what happens is if you don't remember because these are separate things, your body is going to build or tear down regardless. If you choose to omit the rebuild phase, if you choose to not include that phase, you choose to not include muscle in your reset. What's happening is that your body is going to build, but it is going to build on fat in a body fat overshoot while it's trying to, it's going to still try to rebuild the muscle mass. It knows that the muscle mass is missing, so it's going to keep building. But the thing is, is because you're not giving it what it needs to actually build muscle, it actually brings on way more fat than necessary while it's trying to do it. So that's what tends to happen when people are rushing it and trying to figure out, like, is it over, is it over, is it over? Usually the reason why it's not over yet or why it's taking longer is because of the fact that as they've increased, so like I said, maybe you're a Band-Aid ripper and you just like shot up because you ripped the Band-Aid, added on 30 pounds and then you just sat there for whatever, six weeks, 12 weeks, maybe you even sat there for like nine months because you're like, nope, I'm sticking this out, I'm doing a real true reset. But you didn't really get serious about the muscle building. If that happened, then one of the things is that you're gonna end up at a higher fat percentage when you get there. That doesn't mean that your metabolism didn't increase because remember, if you're giving it more, it's going to do more. It just means that now you do have a slightly higher metabolism, not as high as it could be because muscle is going to make it higher, but you have a slightly higher metabolism and you have more fat to lose. So you're trying to lose more fat, like you just have a longer journey because of the fact that you cut too soon, the amount of muscle mass wasn't rebuilt yet. Like you've only gone into the point of the overshoot is that it's building fat and it's trying to build muscle. But because you're not telling it like specifically to build muscle, it's going to build the fat first. And then when it gets to a certain amount, then it's going to be like, okay, now I can build some muscle. So it's going to overshoot the fat instead of kind of slowly building a little bit of both at the same time, because some body fat um, is inevitable when you are gaining muscle. But The point is, is that if you cut too soon and you see it's not working or you get to that point where you have this higher body fat percentage, often that is why. It's because the reset wasn't over yet. The reset is as much mental as it is physical. So like if you're rushing it just because you want to hurry up and get to cut, typically that means you're not ready yet. 98% of people that move from reset into cut, especially my clients don't want to, they don't want to start cutting like clients will come to me for like fat loss. Right? I mean, obviously that's what they're there for. They're like, look, I'm at 55% body fat. I want to be 28% body fat. Let's go. And I'm like, all right. And then we go through a metabolism reset. And then, you know, we go through all the mental stuff that comes along with that. So we spend all of our time kind of like getting them used to this whole resetting process. And then, I'm like, all right, you know, they get their scan back or whatever, their DEXA scan that shows how much muscle they have, how much fat they have. And I'm like, you know, it looks good. We've, we've completed the rebuild. Like, let's, let's go on. Let's start cutting. And they're like, do I have to? I don't want to. I just really want to enjoy. And like now they have all of these excuses around having to remove food again. Like that is one of the biggest signs that the reset is actually done. Eating less should not be desirable to you. That is a mindset rewiring that needs to happen. As long as you want to cut, as long as you feel better if you eat less, as long as you're like coming up with all of these reasons for why, like you need to cut and not something like, well, I do have this, you know, I've been resetting for three years and, you know, my 50th birthday is coming up and I really want to look, like, okay, that's fine. Like if you put in the time and you have a desire, like you have a reason for wanting to cut, not a desire for wanting to cut when it's still a desire when it's just like, oh, I, I just need to cut. I just need to like, oh, I just can't take this anymore. Like, that's still some mental stuff that's there. Because as much as like, no, you're not going to be like in love with your body at a size that you don't want it to be. Like, that's the last thing that body acceptance actually is like, it's loving what your body can do for you. But it's not just like, Oh, the cellulite is so amazing. Like it it is what it is. Like if you don't, You want to change things, it's okay to want to change them. But the point is, is when you're like ready to tackle it because like it's a goal, you're ready to tackle it because you know that it doesn't like define you anymore. Like you've gotten okay with the eating more and you're like, gosh, like I do really want that goal. I cannot imagine lowering my calories right now. Like that is one of the best places to be mentally. So, like, I'm trying to give you all the pieces to this because obviously there's physical showings of what, how, you know, like, like I said, like with my clients, like they're getting their scan back. So I have them like doing DEXA scan, measuring their muscle mass and all that stuff to see, like, have we actually efficiently rebuilt the muscle mass? So there's stuff like that. There's actual like RMR scans that you can do that will tell you like that your RMR has improved. That is your resting metabolic rate. So you will see those things. There are ways to prove that the changes have happened physically. But like I said, there's all those pieces to the puzzle. There is the mental, there is the actual reset. So there's the rewiring. That's everything that's up here has got to change so that when you go back into your cut, you do it right. You don't go back into it with the exact same diet mentality that got you there. So you have to go into your rebuild with that new mindset as well. So not only did you make it through the reset, which was like something that you never ever thought you could ever bear, like you'd be like, there's no way that I'm going to do that ever to the point of like, loving it and loving life and just relaxing into the fact that like oh my gosh i'm so glad that i don't have to starve myself and all that then you go through the rebuild process of like doing what it takes to build the muscle because now like your mindset is on and you're like look i am not sacrificing my muscle for anything like you are watching your scans as closely as i am because of the fact that you're just like nope nope i'm not messing with my muscle anymore like i just want to keep seeing that muscle like your whole mindset has to shift around and that's why all three of those work together but if you're just talking about that reset piece of the puzzle those are some of the ways that you know you're gonna have that mental change you're not gonna just want to cut for the sake of cutting you're gonna and you're not gonna be on go on the roller coaster with it anymore you're gonna do it and you're not gonna like have complaints about the little things so like sometimes like say for like my clients like maybe i'll put them on a where they do like three weeks of cutting one week off a of cut or six weeks of cut and one week off of cut or whatever the case may be and that maintenance week, when you still have some diet mentality in there, you're like, but I don't want to go to maintenance. I don't want to shift to that because I haven't earned it yet. And all that, like, that's the stuff you don't want to take with you into your cut. So you want to make sure that that part is healed. As far as your muscle mass, you want to make sure that that part is healed. So when you go into your reset, it's very good for you to know like about how much muscle have I lost from my diets and how much do I have to replace? So like, that's something that. Um, any of you guys who've done the master, your metabolism, uh, masterclass that I did when you are in that, I show you all the ways to kind of like calculate that yourself. If you're not somebody that's able to like go and get scans and all of that stuff. So all of that is inside of there. So when you know that, and you're like, okay, this is about how much muscle mass I want to replace. And then you've done the work to replace it. Then physically the reset is done. It's complete when you are at the new calorie level that you're at that you were supposed to be at. So when you did your original calculations, you set your goal, you went for it. Now you're here. So, okay. I'm at my new calorie level. My weight has stabilized. I'm not gaining weight at it anymore because if you're still gaining, then it's still technically too much food, but the gain will stop. So that's important to know too, because lots of people are like, but I don't want to just gain and gain and gain into oblivion. A, that's why you're going really slow so that you're not gaining into oblivion. But once you reach that what should be your maintenance. Remember, that's the whole goal of your metabolism. Your metabolism, your brain, your body wants to simplify things. So if it once it sees, like, okay, this is, this is how much we're eating, cool, cool. It's gonna upregulate to that amount and then there's not gonna be a gain anymore. The same way that when you were losing, it downregulated to that amount and there wasn't a loss anymore. So it's just gonna do the same thing. So really, that's the main thing that you're looking at is like, you know when it's over, when you've regained the muscle mass, If you're choosing to add muscle into the equation, if you're not choosing to add muscle into the equation, that's fine. Just understand what goes along with that. But your weight is stable. Your calories are stable. You've put in the work to make sure that whatever you're going to need when you go into cut is in place Then, So if you are moving into a cut and you know that like, okay, that means I'm going to have to like lower my calories, focus on hitting my protein, focus on hitting my fiber, whatever, like hit those while you're still in reset. The better that you get at nailing all those things, then you're good to go when you drop in. So that's the stuff that I would focus on if you're trying to figure out when your reset is over. Is this your weight stable? Are you at the calorie level that you selected? Like I said, you can reset to a lower number if you want, but most of the time you want to shoot for the highest number. If you're there and your macros are in place, technically your reset is over. For most people, that's not going to be an overnight thing. But those are some of the signs of what to look for. But the thing to always remember, too, is that like if you do the work that I stated inside of the Master Your Metabolism um, workshop, those of you guys who have been in it, like I spell out how to figure out what your actual timeline is for you because it's 100 percent different for everybody. So it's good to go into it knowing the timeline and having a goal timeline based on those calculations that you run to figure out like how much of your like muscle mass or whatever you're going to replace or choosing not to replace or whatever once you have your goal timeline then it's essentially over when you get to there <laughs> when you get to that point or that's when you can like have your reassess point so it's obviously different for every single person that's the reason why I cannot give a blanket amount of time The time that is suggested inside of the starter kit is a minimum for somebody that's needing a diet break, somebody who has been dieting for a long period of time. Usually we're going to recommend a minimum of taking like six to 12 weeks to just give yourself a rest from dieting and then you can figure out where you want to go from there. Okay, do I want to do like an actual true reset or... You know, if you're somebody who had only been dieting for a short period of time, then maybe that's the opportunity for you to dive back in. But as long as you actually recognize how long your reset should take, then one of the things that I usually will tell like my uh, diet rebel method girls is like you can for mental purposes, you can always have a little mini cut. So like if it really is like, oh, my gosh, I am so stressed out that I either need to cut now or I will not continue You can decide to take a mini cut, which is like two to three weeks of just like, okay, I just need to kind of deflate a little bit, wrap my head back around what I'm doing and get back on it. As long as you know that that two to three weeks that you're taking off gets added to the back end. So really that's all that you're doing is like, you're kind of prolonging it, but you're prolonging it on purpose because you're like, I need these breaks in order to keep my sanity. It's the same way that like I do a lot of my clients when they're cutting is like, we'll do three weeks and then like have a maintenance break or something like that. Like, so it's to keep their sanity. You can do the same thing with your reset. Just remember that that stretches out the timeline. If you're choosing to do mini cuts along the way, because every time you stop and cut again for three weeks, you've just interrupted your reset. So don't like, reset for three weeks, cut for three weeks, reset for three weeks, cut for three weeks, and then come back and be like, I've been doing this for 12 weeks or however long those three weeks, just add it up to, and then be like, I don't understand why my metabolism isn't fixed yet. You have to take out those cut weeks and you're only uh, resetting for those a little bit of time. So you want to use that option very, very carefully. So now hopefully that gave you guys a better idea of how these all things fit together. You understand how to reset. Uh, I'm going to double check and make sure that you guys on Facebook didn't have any questions. Cause again, I know you can't not see these little like images and slides you guys on YouTube. Let me know if you have any questions, if this made sense, because now you understand how to reset. Like, obviously you still need these other pieces. And a lot of times if you're having problems with one or the other, usually that's a rewire issue. If you understand the reset conceptually, but can't make yourself dive in, that's going to be a rewire issue. If you got it, like got your brain wrapped around it and you're like ready to go in, but you never really dug into the rebuild, then that's a muscle issue. So you want to be able to start figuring out how to find that balance with all of them. Like that's why we created the workout vault. That's why I have the full diet rebel method, which is where like I teach on all three of these and I like go coaching through all of them. So like, if you've never been through those programs, I highly recommend them. But like, if you're trying to figure out where to start, you can start with that reset. If that sounds like a more doable place for you and you're like, okay, I think I got that. I can do it. If you want to maximize your reset, then I highly recommend doing a rebuild. And so, like I said, that is those of you guys who are already inside of the workout vault, you're doing the opposite. You're starting with the rebuild. Make sure that you're taking some time to actually do the reset and do the rewire. If you do not have all of these, so like I am, let's see if I can make this bigger for you guys to see it. Um, Those of you guys who are here on this with me okay. If okay i don't know if you can still hear me if i do that <laughs> sometimes you can't hear me if i take my screen away like that but the point that i'm saying is that if you figure out how to do all of these that's where you're going to have the magic that's where it's going to happen is because One without the other is just giving you one little piece of the puzzle. If you reset, but you don't rebuild, then you don't get to be in that like fit lean category that it shows there. If you rewire, but you don't reset, like if you just change your mind around it, but you don't actually go do any of the actions, then you're really gonna miss out on like the full spectrum of what is possible. So that's the biggest thing that I would say is make sure you have all three pieces of this puzzle together. Because if you don't, it will show and it will show one of the areas. So if you have like, you're eating all the foods and you're like, this is great. This is wonderful. But I don't think I actually like reset because I'm not actually like logging my food and all that stuff, then that's something to think about. Or like I didn't actually rebuild, then that's the part that you want to focus on. If you know both of those things, and like you're kind of sort of doing both of them. But like maybe you're doing some workouts, but you're not doing them periodized. Maybe you are like, you're better about eating more, but like everything is just kind of random. Like you're not eating more with purpose. You're not eating more. You're not actively participating in your reset and you feel like you're really, really struggling with that. I would highly recommend like that is where that mindset work comes in. So doing something like our crushed diet coaching or something like that is going to help with that. So I'm going to Check one more time before hopping off. Make sure that you guys do not have any questions. Facebook, I am so sorry that this is how the cookie crumbled for us. But like I say, if you're over in the group, you already know that me and Facebook, this isn't, we're about to part ways. We're gonna divorce very soon. And those of you guys who are on YouTube, if I didn't answer questions or you're here afterwards watching the replay, just drop your comments in the chat and I will make sure that I answer them either in the comments or if we want to just have a separate session where we talk about this again, um, in more detail, we can, but like I say, like if you want to go deeper in this information, I highly recommend getting one of the courses where I go deeper on the information. So get on the diet rebel method waitlist If you're not already on it, um, that is, I Crushthediet.com. You can get on that. And I will be taking you guys through our Crush the Diet training where I'm actually like coaching you through the mindset piece of the puzzle. And for most people, that is where it all comes together is when we actually go through those weeks of training because that is just like mental boot camp. And when you can rewire your thinking around all of these things, it's not as hard because the point is, is you have to get rid of all of these old ways of thinking. And we don't realize how much of that is so deeply ingrained in us that we're not actually able to do the work. We just go around collecting more and more and more knowledge. So if you know all of the things to do and you are not doing them, that is a mindset issue. If you are doing all of the things and not seeing a result, that is probably also a mindset issue. So mindset is definitely the glue that holds it all together. If you don't rewire, then this process, it doesn't matter if you have all the exact same pieces as somebody else who's been 100% successful with them that actually does the rewiring. There is so much going on subconsciously that your mind is going to consciously, is going to constantly self-sabotage your journey. And if you're not doing what it takes to like un- couple all of these beliefs that you have from the things that you're doing, you're going to keep doing more of the things that you're already doing now, which is going to get you more of what you already got, because what got you here won't get you there. So if you were able to do this with the current level of thinking, you would have already done it. So we have to make sure that we take that time to step away from doing things the exact same way and expecting different results. We have to do something different. But the hardest part about that different thing that we need to do is recognizing that that person over there is a little bit different from this person over here because this person got these results. So if I want those results, I have to become that person. And that identity shift can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of what's called disintegration anxiety, which is like this falling apart of yourself because of the fact that you're like, I don't know if I can do that. In order to do that, I have to become somebody different. And I don't know if becoming her is worth it. I mean, and honestly, that is... That's why the subconscious will get in the way, because even when you know the things, if you don't feel like it's possible, if you don't feel like it's possible for you, if you don't feel like it's something that is doable for you, if you don't feel like you're going to like who you are on the other end of that, then you're not going to do it. Even if you're actually taking the steps, your mind is going to constantly work against you. Your subconscious is going to constantly work against you to make sure that you sabotage in some way to make sure that these things don't work for you so don't underestimate how much your mind plays a role you cannot separate biology from psychology no matter how hard you try so i absolutely would recommend that if you're somebody who's been around for a while and you're like i don't understand like i know what to do i don't understand why i'm gonna do like don't be afraid to step over into mindset territory and do some deeper work to start figuring out like how am I self-sabotaging? What are all these things that are beneath the iceberg that I'm not dealing with? Because I can guarantee you, guarantee that whatever is stopping you in diet is stopping you in life. Whatever the stuff that is that's getting in the way, whether it's like, oh, I can't be consistent or like I get that, but I don't really wanna try or maybe you're like dabbling in it or whatever the thing is, whatever is getting in your way, In diet is getting in your way in some other area of your life. That is how you know that there is something deeper there. And it doesn't just have to do with getting more knowledge or getting more steps or taking more actions. Sometimes it's about taking the actions that you don't want to take in order to get better results and to become the person that you want to become. So, Coach Kiki is going to get off her high horse. Now, I know this is not a coaching call. I know you guys did not pay me for that little tidbit, but. Is something that I just definitely wanted to share with you guys that are experiencing it. I know Christine said that she is having a major mindset issue. Christine, I applaud you for saying it because sometimes we're so worried about admitting that. We're so worried about saying that something is a mindset issue. We're so worried about like like we don't even want to admit it to ourselves. Therefore, we can't go and work on it. But that's one of the ways that you know, is if you know what to do, if you have all the steps, if you research, if you can come on here and ma- and do this presentation as well as I did, <laughs> probably better, then you don't need more information. You need to know why and you need to get to the bottom of why you are not implementing all the information. Because the things that are stopping you from implementing on what you know is bigger than what you know. And so if you're running into that, if you feel like, I just need to know one more thing, or I just need to research one more thing, or I need to ask one more question, or I need to like all of these, like needing more and more knowledge. That's fine. If you are in the very beginning, and you absolutely do not understand anything, but there is a big difference. And this is where, like, this is a big part of the work that I do like with my coaching clients, because it's like 90% live coaching, 10% like lose weight, because losing weight, we could do that in our sleep. Like, that's not a problem. The bigger thing is like, how do we get to the bottom of what's stopping you? from doing the things. How do we get to that part? How do we get to the part that helps you to do bigger things, not just reach this goal, but do bigger things in life? Because like I said, so many of my clients are like 50 and up and they're looking at it like I've spent half my life chasing this one stupid goal. (laughs) And like, now, I want to like do all these things. Like, I want to do all the things that I never got to do. And I like really want to get out there and like maximize my life and maximize the things that I'm able to do and take life to the next level. And like, I can't even freaking conquer this thing. Like, that is that's mindset. Because the thing is, is that by that time, we're just like weight loss is just this crutch that we've been leaning on forever to not actually lean into the other stuff that we want to do. So we just get to say, oh, well. As soon as I lose this weight, I will do X, Y, Z. So if that, if you're saying that, that's a mindset issue. If there's stuff that you want to accomplish in life and you're saying, I can't do it until I lose weight, that's a mindset issue. I'm not saying don't lose the weight. I'm just saying, if you think you can't do something until you lose the weight, then that's a mindset issue. So as much as I don't mind coming on here and giving all the like tips and steps and all those things, I know from (laughs) decades of doing this that the tips and steps don't matter everything that you ever need to know about everything is on the internet for free, everything. So why don't you have the results? That's the bigger question. It's not about some like whiz bang new secret thing that anybody's going to say. If you have been following me since the inception of eat more and weigh less in 2010, 11, whatever it is, you know, that there was nothing new under the sun. I have not said anything new today. I mean, maybe, I may have said it in a new way, but I have been repeating myself because A, the basics don't change. I've been repeating myself for so many years, a decade and a half since I got brave enough to even be on the internet. And then before that, when I was just like whispering it to people that would listen to me like offline, or in forums and all of those things. This stuff doesn't change. This is what changes. When clients come to me, they're ready to change this. And they know that because that's the that's the thing they have to agree to before we work together. So I'm like, are you ready to talk about things that feel 100% unrelated to weight loss? And they're like, uh, no, but I feel like I need to. And that is when the breakthrough happens, is when we could talk about the other stuff. that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch so whether that's through dms or email i would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes you can dm me on facebook at em2wl or over on instagram at more number two way less or via email at info at If you're completely new to the Eat More To Way Less process, you can also grab our Quick Start Guide at eatmore